Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, welcome to The Sportive. This is the podcast that costs 15 bucks to get in. Uh, I'm John Marthauer. I'm, I'm the only person in the Sportive studios this week, thanks to Snowmageddon, April 2013 edition. Uh, on the hotline is Randball Stew. Uh, hey, guys. How's it going? And uh, from uh, whatever county Clarence is in, Clarence Swampdown. What's up, fuckers? And for the first time, live from Dallas, Texas, the town so nice they named it once. It's Brandon. Howdy, partners. <laughs> oh, it's already it's already begun. Holy moly! I'll put that one to bed. Wow. Yeah, you know, it's not going to happen. It, it's funny. I keep hearing from people who listen to the podcast that their main problem is that they can't tell our voices apart. So I think it actually would help if Brandon talked in a southern accent the whole time. Really? You've heard people say that? Yeah. They they say, oh. I love how Clarence says this, and I was like, well, that's what Stu says, but... <laughs> I just not wow, pay attention. That's weird. So pay attention yeah. better, people who listen to I this I clearly podcast. have, a, like, a Western Minnesota accent, whereas John has an extreme Western Minnesota accent, and Clarence has a Southern Minnesota accent, and He's Brandon very has, a, different. like, a Metro Minnesota accent. He's from the streets. All Brandon, yeah, sounds Metro. Oh. I'm here for the urban contingent. Yep. <laughs> Uh, our podcaster emeritus, Michael Rand, can't be here this week. He's off doing research on drug arrests in New York State. Um, yeah. <laughs> this week... 96 pounds. Holy shit. That's a lot of weed. Holy crap. So much weed. Outside of Nate Newton, I don't think anybody's ever busted with that much. <laughs> Nate Newton was yeah. like 1,500 pounds, wasn't it? Yeah. Like almost a ton? Yeah, it was a shit. Uh, yeah, it was, it was a crazy amount of weed. So, oh, yeah. that's what he weighed in his later playing days, too. That's true. What do you think that you transport 96 pounds of weed in? Is that a briefcase situation? Is it like a cub bag? Like a dolly? I think it's like one of those, uh, one of the bigger suitcases you see people all around, like one that you can't necessarily use just the wheels on. You actually have to lug it around, and it's just, you're straining you as you're carrying it. You can't fit that much weed in your butt. I'd be, I mean... No, it'd be really difficult. You'd have to be one of them bendy-type people to do yeah, that. Yeah, like with, with, with the yoga. I think that's what yoga is about, is being able to allow <laughs> your system to transport that much weed through, like, airport checkpoints. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the whole point of yoga. But, uh, yeah, all that's, yoga what, that's what are, I've heard. All yoga places are owned by Colombian people. That's yeah. what I've heard. Stu says, you were doing yoga. We heard about it. Yeah. The cat's out of the bag. You do get stretchy, so... That's what I heard. Uh, yeah. This week on the podcast, we're going to talk Richard Pitino, the new gopher basketball hire. We're going to talk about the three things that can keep the Wilds from making the playoffs. Uh, I've got a rant about fans who cheer for all the teams in their conference come tournament time. Go Big Ten. Plus, we're going to have a regular... Go Huskies, woo! <laughs> we, we will at some point talk Go Huskies, woo, five O's, And at some point, we'll have our regular installment of the Target Field Bleacher Suicide Watch. For the first time live during a Twins game, although they may get rained out at any point. Uh, does anybody yeah. have a sponsor this week? Did anybody sponsor the podcast? I did not get any. That's a My shame. fundraising is uh, coming up short. Nope, I got nothing. I had somebody tell me that they were interested in sponsoring this week, but I didn't close the deal. So, ABC, John, that was, always be closing. <laughs> that was, <laughs> we'll, we'll mention him on the podcast, at Daniel Mick. He, he, he said he'd sponsor, but he didn't actually give me anything, so... What the hell? Uh, Again. We're still at one. Right? We're still yes. at one. Yeah, we're at one dollar. Yep. One dollar. Okay. So. One dollar for the fun. 
Um, first, we're going to start out with Williams Arena, where Richard Pitino is taking over the reins in charge of go for basketball, and I'm going to leave that to Brandon and Stu. Okay. Um, hey, how you doing, Stu? Um, not too bad. Uh, what do you think about the hire, Brandon? Well, I would say that um, if the first complaint um, from some people is that he's just going to leave us in a few years for a better job, that's a sign of a really good hire, if you're already nervous. Yep. Um, Correct. And, you know, he was exactly the type of coach that I was hoping for. You know, I, I'm looking for, like, more of a high-ceiling guy. Um, you know, I think basic competence in sports is usually okay, and it's, you know, fun to be competitive. But especially when it's something like watching Tubby's Gophers, that's unenjoyable, and I'd rather just reach and fail than watch another, like, okay season. Um which I know you can get burned on because I think that's the reason that people were happy that Glenn Mason left. And then, yep, I mean, I guess Jim Brewster. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, maybe we're a little spoiled, but um, I just fall back on they were so not fun to watch at all that I was, it, it was 21 season, but it felt like about 12 wins because it was so brutal, you know? Yep, I am absolutely 100% in alignment with you on this. Oh, I no. Just, I, no, I know. It's, and I'm sure, I mean, it seems that the made guys in town were very disappointed that Flip Saunders didn't get the gig. And, you know, the snarky remarks about, you know, you'll take, you know, a guy who sold 100 pounds of weed as an assistant, but you won't take Flip Saunders' kid. That just, it doesn't do much for me because, well, for one, who cares? And for two, I mean, I, I just, I'm, I'm, again, I'm more, I'm more troubled by nepotism than I am about a 20-year-old with a bunch of weed. It's just. If you're going to make that argument, it just falls on deaf ears with me. That, so. that does bring up an interesting point, which is I think a lot of people will make jokes about that, but absolutely, mm-hmm. I can't believe anyone will actually care. No. God, no. And again, they didn't try to hide it from anybody. They came out actually and announced it. I mean, that's, you know, and it, I mean, I guess they didn't straight up announce it. They just made people Google, like, for five minutes and found a... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this was 1999, right? Right. So I, we, should, know, we should clarify it's not Richard Patino. It was a, a, the assistant coach. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember his name right Kimani now. Kamani Young? Something Young. Kamani Young, yes. Yeah. You, you guys know yeah. what I was convicted of um, in 1999? Uh, loving too much? Uh, frosting my tips and wearing puka shells on the reg. So I'm going <laughs> to no. let 1999 uh, go. Yeah, you were definitely one yeah. of those guys, weren't you? Yeah. Dude, I frosted the shit out of these tips. Did you wear Birkenstock sandals with socks? Nah, no, I didn't do that. Um, I How did, was your Sublime cover band? Was it, did they play a lot of good stuff, or just <laughs> yeah. no? We were we were a couple good breaks away from making it big. Um, oh, I did have a lot of colored wife beaters that I wore, oh. you know, <laughs> like some gray and some black. Uh, I did too. Your past disgusts me. I'm just saying, like, for somebody my age, 1999 was basically the valley in our lives. So I'm going to forgive 1999 for him. If he he lets my frosted tips go, we'll be fine. We'll get through this. Yeah, but 96 pounds. I'm willing to let it go, too. I don't really give a shit, but that is fucking A. That's a a 12-year-old. Yeah, you know, I mean, given our given our laws, which you know, agree or disagree with them, that's definitely a crime. And he put he put he did a year of hard time, so I'm he's he did his time, and that's he paid it's a his penalty. As far as I'm concerned, he's clearly exactly. he didn't he didn't skate on this. So he's clearly well, turned everything around. He's a lot of yeah. people will talk about how he's authentically changed himself. Yeah, it's not, I mean, but the storyline we got is that he's you know he's a good guy. But correct me if I'm wrong. His his wife passed, and he's like a single dad of three girls or something like that. Or something. Yes, that's he's true. something really something ungood. I mean, yeah, I mean that's so. I mean that's you, if you can pull that off, my I mean that's that's worse than a one year prison sentence right there. As being <laughs> yes. a single parent of three. <laughs> I have like, three kids. I couldn't do it. I'd be gone. Oh yeah, I. Yeah, I'd be working in Alaska oil fields or something. I know. <laughs> Wait, my wife's at the gym right now, so it's just me, the two girls, and the dog, and it's just anarchy. I mean, things are on fire in my house right now, and I'm ignoring them to do the podcast. Just You're because sitting I, in your car I just, watching it burn? This is the easiest thing to do right now. So, 
Oh, sorry. My 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 daughter actually heard that and just told me there's nothing on fire. Okay. <laughs> That's parenting right yeah. there. God, she's that checking in. Yeah, she's, well, she's back, back checking in. Back to the head why. coach. I wanted to ask you two guys about this. Um, if you can, it's not easy, but if you can strip away his name, the head coach's. Mm-hmm. Allow is it enough to be the head coach of a Big Ten team? I don't. I'm the, I don't know the answer. I'm asking his, his current resume. Just his resume, like I say, strip away name. I don't know. I honestly don't know. How much of it is that he is? That what, is his first. How much is what resume yeah. do you actually need to coach a Big Ten team? It's not like being director of the CIA. You just have to well, be good at coaching if basketball. It's the Gophers. Ugh, I mean, who wants this job, really? I mean, and no established yeah. guy is going to come here. I mean, it's not a huge... How many? Okay, well, who the hell was John Beeline before he went to Michigan? He I was, was I mean, he was, he was in the... He was like some, like, middle-of-nowhere school in western New York. And, you know, a lifelong D3 guy. And then he, like, got a job, I think, at a lower-tier D1 school in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I mean, I had never heard of John Beeline before he got hired by Michigan, so... I mean, resume, I mean, do you need a resume for this? I don't know. But, oh, yeah, I mean, as far okay. as, and, and Claire, I'd say maybe a third of it is his name and two-thirds of it is the work he's done so far. That's maybe the right nap, sort of, maybe? Well, I guess it kind of depends on what, what you value in a name. If it's that, you know, it's it makes sense when it's um, Prince Fielder because you know that he's got some genetics of a, a great athlete and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. it, it doesn't make so much when it's a non-athlete, and, and, and I'm not sure exactly what people think the name means. It's not like it's, a uh, again, like a genetic thing, but what you get in a name, as far as I'm concerned, is you've been around basketball for years. You've been uh, close to one of the greatest uh, teachers of college basketball, Um I don't know why you would want to discount his name. And I think if you hired him because of that, that seems um, just as valid as anything else to me. I mean, yeah. you know, I yeah, think yeah, if, I you're, uh, if, if you're uh, uh, some uh, 30-year-old person and your dad was like Steve Jobs or whatever it was, like, yeah, you should be more equipped technologically to, you know, take on a new job. That makes sense to me. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I... The thing is, we're not. I mean, we won't. We won't. In two years, we'll know. Two or three years, we'll know if it was, you know, a good idea or a bad idea. Yeah. We don't. We don't. I mean, you can speculate that, you know, maybe and maybe he turns out to be the basketball Brewster, and he's just, you know, he's a sales guy, and he doesn't know actually how to do what he's doing. But yeah, I have no. I have no problem taking that chance because. But there's nobody who who could possibly be um, as bad as Brewster, right? Because he not only was a. a an absolute joke of a of a person, not person, whatever mm-hmm. you know. Um, but he also like wasn't qualified at all. You know, no, wasn't he a he tight was, ends coach or some bullshit? Like he was, he was he was a tight ends coach who had a couple of Zig Ziglar books about motivation. And <laughs> he he, he uh, totally you know uh, charmed uh, Clarence's guy Joel Maturi, and the rest is history. Man, um, he could get that chili hot though. Like nobody's business. Just fucking hot chili. Sometimes it's raw. Sometimes it's real. Sometimes it's real raw. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't even want to get started on quoting because I'll do it all night. Um, So let me ask you this. Um, Why would anybody um, want – what is the selling point of Flip? I'm I'm confused. He hasn't coached college basketball really ever, right? Or in a long, Um, long, long time? The selling points that I heard were that he had good ends with the Tyus Jones, uh, Rashad Vaughn uh, access of incoming uh, high school talent. So how Minnesota. did he have access to those kids? I'm, I'm confused. Why, If I was Tyus Jones and I had just a limited amount of time to talk to whoever, why would I talk to Flip Saunders? My guess is maybe Flip has like friends in the NBA, so he could like call up, say, one of his friends in the NBA who works for the Miami Heat. And when the Heat are in town, he can send Tyus Jones over and meet LeBron James, something like that. He okay. Just, he's, got NBA, he's got NBA contacts. That would be, you know, that would be why you would maybe want to meet with him. He's got guys in the league. That's all I can figure. I was That's mystified it? by that too. So I didn't know if he is like a he has a bunch of AAU contacts. I I don't know. It, he's a good interview. That helps, right? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. It helps when Ricey wants you to be coach of his team <laughs> or yep. whoever. Um, I mean, he won some games with Garnett, but I don't really know that he's like a great X's and O's guy either. So, um, no, I think that if – if and I don't even know if it's proven that the whole uh, hiring his son thing was, was the reason he said no, but if that's true, we don't even, then We I'm, don't even know if he was offered the job. I mean, he, you know, never actually – he actually got a little, you know – kind of cranky when that was pointed out when he was, you know, asked about that, about how he uh, had uh, heard about all the people he'd interviewed who he hadn't actually, you know, talked to. So, I mean, we're going off of speculation from, you know, what the sources told, like Barrero and Chad Hartman. And right. Which I don't want we don't. speculation to stop us. I love speculating. Oh, exactly. One of my favorite exactly. things. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, we're, we're going off of, you know, hearsay and innuendo and half truths, which is the whole point of this podcast. Yeah. No accountability whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it. Innuendo um, and half truths should really be our tagline every week. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but I was um, super, super, super happy about the hire, and uh, it'll be fun to watch, hopefully. Yeah, yeah let's give, uh, in about two or three years, when we record the next podcast, uh, we can um, <laughs> you know, see how right we were about this. Yeah, we got to be faster with that. Uh, Stu, we forgot to get our Renville County weather update from well, from your dad, really. Um, I, let's see. I did not talk to Howie today. I think they had a normal day. I don't think they got the ice that, like, Worthington did. But uh, as of yesterday, uh, he was sick to death of this shit, and it was snowing like a son of a bitch. So, <laughs> I, if you follow me on the Twitter, I will update it tomorrow because I will call him tomorrow morning and see how angry he is. So I know he's got enough Miller Lite and cat food to last out the storm. So, um, so hopefully, you know, everything will turn out fine. But he's he's displeased with the yeah, weather. Yeah, um, I think everyone else is. It was 84 in Dallas yesterday. Just FYI. There's no reason that we shouldn't murder yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, eat shit, dude. Sorry. Sorry about that. There's really no um, reason. Seriously, go straight to hell, Brandon. Actually, you're already you're already in Dallas, so you know hell. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Dallas I is in know. Texas. That's what I say. That's yeah. <laughs> true, I believe. I haven't no, gotten a second like, source on that one. but Fort Worth is Texas, and San Antonio is Texas, but Dallas is just like a South L.A. or something. I assume that's right. true. Do you want to do the Lumineers power rankings while we're at your recurring bits on Twitter? <laughs> no, that's okay. We can probably... We can probably skip that. Um, do you want to talk about what beer you're drinking, maybe? Yeah, let's let's talk about that. I'm I, I'm not drinking beer right now, and maybe I should be. How about you guys? I have a uh, uh, Dogfish Head 60 Minute IPA. They have it nice. at the gas station. They have it at the gas station downstairs. Nice. Um, I have a Summit Saga India Pale Ale here, so. I'm going to miss Pretty that. Tasty. I'm uh, coming yeah. home uh, one last time for going away party, and I have. Um, demanded that the party feature Saga and Furious, and uh, I'm going to be drinking many, many, many of those. Nice. What is the big the big Dallas craft beer? or the, What does the Dallas craft beer scene look like? The beer scene is good down here, man. Um, it is, um, <clears throat> it's plentiful, I'll say that. Every chain restaurant has like three or four really good beers. Um, it's a little bit different than Minnesota, although Minnesota's catching up. Um, and the best part of it being plentiful um, is that you can buy it on Sundays. The only real restriction you can is do that. that on, that's yeah. legal in America? You could buy beer on Sunday? Yeah, and believe it or not, we're not all dead of alcohol poisoning. Yeah, it's weird, right? Wow. But what about the liquor store owners that just want a day off for them and their families? You know, I asked, and apparently they, they will take my money. Oh. It's weird. They take wow. my money on Sundays. How yeah, about that? You, yeah, it's crazy. So um, the only restriction is you can't buy it before noon. That's that fine. makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I haven't um, been upset about that yet. And that's one of those where it's like, would be very embarrassing to argue against it, you know? Yeah. Like, even if you felt strongly that it should be available at 10, you'd never actually say that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed <laughs> yeah. to buy it in grocery stores there? Oh, yeah. Yep. Target has a huge, huge aisle of, uh, of cold beer. Oh, so it's cool. Yep. Wow. My one year, yeah. my one year that I lived in Arizona, the first time I went into the grocery store, I was like, "What is happening here? Does everyone notice that they have a giant 
a giant aisle full of cold beer and liquor and nobody's doing anything about it? Yeah, you walk into, like, it was you walk into like the Albertsons down there and like there's hard liquor, beer, and guns all in a row. And yep. it's like, wow, your local criminals are just thrilled that they have a one-stop shop. Arizona, America's mm. wine spot. <laughs> what kind of beer are you drinking, Clarence? I have a Liftbridge Farm Girl. Saison. Saison. Or Saison or whatever. We had, so party, nice. yeah, we had a party this weekend, and we got leftover beers. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. So was, that, was, that a, was that at, like, the wine place, or was that at your place? Uh, oh, sorry, you, had, you was, had people over. Sorry. We had people over. I stopped at the wine place and picked up wine. Yeah. Nice. Which I'd invite everybody to come to Cannon Falls and spend your money. Um, yeah. We need your tax money to help our schools. <laughs> Let's go. Get down here. You we'll do our bastards. best. Get some nice dry, get get the nice dry erase boards and instead of like butcher paper, <laughs> tape right. to a wall. No <laughs> dry erase. This what the fuck. No, we got blackboards <laughs> with chalk. This isn't. Yeah, so do we're we. not Wyzetta. <laughs> Jesus, Wyzetta. They just have holograms. That could be okay. Yep. Even at this point, even Ortonville has dry erase boards, and um, they have no. for ten years. Well, pardon me. Fucking, we don't, yeah, no, we've got Laura Ingalls, uh, you know. <laughs> they got writing we'll slates, there. and we'll get there. We're having a, a you know, a, one of those uh, referendums in the fall. Hopefully it passes. We'll right get your Yeah, Nice. So what's the next sports topic, John, that you can talk about? We should talk about defer. sports on this sports podcast. Actually, I wanted to move on to the wild, and I've identified what I think the three things are that could keep them from making the playoffs or advancing the playoffs. I think this when is we, time for me. When, when, we, when we last talked on this podcast, I think we were going with the assumption that the Wild were definitely going to make the playoffs and nothing can go wrong. And since then, they've lost five out of their last seven. I think they're now four or five points out of the non-playoff spots. They're down to seventh in the conference. They're, with nine games to go, they're four points back of Vancouver, which... Is not insurmountable, but Vancouver plays an equal number of terrible teams as the Wild do down the stretch, so it's not looking good in in terms of winning the division, and there's some chance that they could even miss the playoffs. And the three things that I that I wrote down that I I thought were going to cause them problems were number one, depth on the blue line, number two, injuries, and number three, depending too much on Nicholas Backstrom, and. To start with number one, they really have three decent defensemen at this point. They have Ryan Suter, and they have Jonas Brodeen, and they have Jared Spurgeon. And then Spurgeon's defensive partner is Clayton, Clayton Stoner, whose body has been seized by aliens, and he can't use it for good anymore because he just has been absolutely awful. Like, this won't mean anything for Brandon and maybe for Stu, but he has been Martin Skula-level awful in the, last couple, in the last couple of games. John, get the fuck out. He One actually, school level? Come on. You stay out of this. I can <laughs> on this Google Hangout thing, I can mute you. I will do it. So he, he's been awful. The fuck. the third pairing you, hasn't been very good. Fuck. What are your thoughts, Clarence? Well, like I said, when the trade was made, the Pommonville trade was made, um, that's great. I like that they're going for it, but it didn't address the biggest need on the team, which is defensive depth. Um, Brodeen, we're all in love with with him. Uh, he's 19, cutest ever, just adorable. I want to, you know, lift up, just grab him in my arms and just take care of him because he's so young and, and sweet, <laughs> and I just want to cuddle him. Um, he's the Ricky Rubio but, of the Wild. Yes, but he's 19. Fuck, and he's playing, you know, 25 minutes. Holy shit, he's 19, and yeah. you're going to go on a playoff run? With a 19-year-old playing 25 minutes a game, that's crazy. Uh, Spurgeon um, weighs as much as that weed that that coach got uh, arrested with. He's, what, like 5'2", 96 pounds? He's just I think tiny. that's right, yeah. And he's playing over 20 minutes a game. He's just tiny. And then after that, it drops off a cliff. Stoner. Terrible. Um, yeah, the talent level drops off a cliff. I wish they would have addressed that at the, at the trade deadline. If they're all in, then didn't they notice how thin the depth was at defense? I'm not some, you know, incredible hockey just breaking down tape. Fuck, I noticed it. How, did, how the hell did Fletcher not notice it? Yeah. Um, so, it, it, yeah, it absolutely worries me. 
So was the is the depth a problem because of injuries? I haven't been paying attention. No. The nope. depth okay. is a problem because they have a number of terrible defensemen. Just the roster. Okay. Yep. They traded, Tom Gilbert. Yeah, they traded yeah, Nick Schultz like. straight up for Tom Gilbert, who has been getting scratched on this terrible unit, which is not a good sign. Yeah. So the, the other thing we got to look at is injuries. It sounds like Danny Heatley, who obviously is not our favorite guy on this podcast, but it sounds like he's out no. for the season. That takes somebody out the third line right there. Matt Cullen's missed about four or five games, and the second line's done nothing without him. Yeah. Go Huskies, Will. <laughs> uh, well, I think Cullen is the bigger injury. It's no secret that I'm not the biggest Heatley guy around. We, we joked about him being a Wisconsin guy, that's that's not really even it. It's that I think. Are you saying joked because the you think the police are listening? <laughs> yeah, yep, that's part of it. Way to go! Uh, but I'm I think joked. Zucker is a is a reasonable replacement. I, I thought they played better when Zucker was stealing Heatley's minutes. We talked about that what three or four podcasts ago. That was my theory and why they were playing so well. Yeah. Heatley's minutes were going down. Zucker's were going up. I, I, I'm not as concerned as a lot of people. A lot of Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. People are on the bridge now that Heatley's shoulder is, is after and out for the season. I, I'm not. The Cullen injury is bigger. Um, but he's coming back. So... Um, that that doesn't scare me quite as much. The thing that really scares me, sort of the elephant in the room, is that Nicholas Backstrom, who is, I can't remember, 63 years old or something like that. Yeah, he's 35. But yeah. if, he go, if he goes down, it's over. It's over for the Wild. Because behind him they have Darcy Kemper, who's now played two NHL games, and Josh Harding has just gotten back on the ice. He's You can't criticize him, but he's dealing with multiple sclerosis, which is not conducive to great goaltending. So if they lose Backstrom, it's Kemper, and I don't even know who's playing in the AHL right now for him. But. Yeah, is Dubovitz still around? I don't yeah. even remember. I um, guess they God, traded for right. Jeff DeLaurier or something like that from Anaheim as a insurance policy, which I don't think that's really much of an insurance policy. Well, uh, I understand what you're saying, John, but that said, it's not like there's a lot of teams in the league that have two goalies that can carry them through the playoffs. Everybody's basically in that boat. If their number one goalie goes down, uh, they're in a the lot of trouble. The next guy's got multiple sclerosis. Yeah, it's always the story in the NHL. You know who I miss is Jose <laughs> Theodore. Now, that so was clear. a backup goaltender. Um, so this whole uh, you just need a hot goalie in the playoffs and you can win it all, is that uh, – a rule, or is that an exception? Do you know what I mean? Like, does that happen much? I think it's definitely a rule. It's uh, There's a reason why cliches get invented, and that's one of them. Um, yeah, otherwise, it's other, a rule. I think most cliches get invented because they rhyme. People I just like that's rhyming. a big part of it, and that didn't rhyme. Uh, we could then try to win. make it rhyme. <laughs> um, um, okay, so that's... If that's the case, like you just need a hot goalie, um, why wouldn't no, if you were no, 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 you you don't just need a hot goalie. That that can happen where you can ride a hot goalie. It's a lot easier to have talent. I think the point is sometimes you can you sometimes you can ride ride a hot goalie through the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's not ju- all you need is a hot goalie. Yeah, it's. Oh, I mean, right. you look at the you look at the Red Wings who won like eleven Stanley Cups in a row, and other than the year uh-huh. they had Dominic Hasek, you couldn't name any of their goaltenders. That's right. Okay, so, but if it is important, doesn't it make sense to have, like, two or three goalies on your roster that are good, and then one of them could just get hot? Like, wouldn't, at the end of the season, 
Wouldn't you want to tr- like do well, a uh, like Major like League Baseball where you yeah, you yeah, take a draft pick and that's like saying to the Vikings, well, don't you? Why don't you just get a good quarterback? It, it seems like all you need is a good quarterback. Why don't you just go get one? Well, it's easier said than done. But there are other teams that aren't going to make the playoffs that have a goalie. So couldn't you do some sort of like goalie rental program? Where you just take the goalie, well, you go down to play it again. Just, yeah, just go down and play it again, and yeah, play it against sports and grab one off the rack. And and uh, no, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. It's it's like an NFL quarterback. They'll they'll hold on to him if they have any talent. Well, who's who's um, a team that's terrible right now? Uh, Columbus is fairly bad. Columbus Colorado is awful. Okay, yeah. so let's say Columbus um, had a really good goalie, right? Um, couldn't the Wild, like with four games left, be like, hey, man, we'll give you our seventh-round draft pick. We just want to use him for the playoffs, and then you can have him back at the end of the year. You realize that hockey has a trade deadline and stuff, just like baseball, right? No, Jimmy I Matt. don't, John. No, I don't realize that. <laughs> there, should be, there should be a goalie lease program. That's all I'm and saying. Then, and then the rest of the owners in the league could vote on whether they could veto it or not? It'll be just like fantasy. I don't get that reference. You play fantasy sports. You know exactly what that reference is. I go clubbing. You know, that's what I do. I don't yeah, play with fantasy your frosted tips and your puka shells. In bottle service. You know me. <laughs> no, so the Vikes just kind of called up the Saints and just said, hey, can, what's Drew Brees doing? Um, could we just borrow him? For Come on. That would have made the playoffs a lot more fun. Oh, it would have been effing awesome. Yeah. Wouldn't that be sweet? And it's just a lease program. It's just a borrow. Yeah. Lease, you always get effed leasing. That's <laughs> something the old man told me long ago. Right in the butthole. We, um. we, we bring Drew Brees back, and he's got, like, an arm missing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm not, but if he survived in New Orleans this long, he'll be just fine up here. I'm not too worried about that. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's enough. The Wild are fairly depressing right now. Other than that seven-game win streak, they've been pretty much mediocre the whole year. They traded for Jason Pominville, and they've lost two or three since then. They didn't address their major need. And right now it seems like everything everything is in the crapper. And this time next week they'll probably have won three in a row, and I'll be the most excited ever again. I'm, I'm very, not too worried about it, John. I'm being optimistic still. I'm just not going to put I'll wait till those last five games, and then we'll see where we're at. Get hot and be healthy. That's the two things for the playoffs. Um, then a, a hot goalie, and there you are. All right. I want to move on to one of the things I find the most ridiculous in college fandom. And this th- this applies to a lot of people that I know. It's people who, for, for a great example, go back to Monday night. Michigan is in the NCAA championship game. And I talked to several people who said, well, you know, I, I'm cheering for Michigan because they're in the conference, and I want the conference to do well. Why could you possibly want the teams in your conference to do well? Number one, they want your team to lose at all times. Number two, yep. why do I want good things to happen for Michigan fans? I want terrible things to happen for Michigan fans. I want their fans to suffer. I want them to lose painfully because that's what happens to me all the time. Why shouldn't they have to suffer like everyone else? So I'm hoping one of you guys is a cheer for the conference kind of guy so you can explain to me. Your terrible, terrible reasoning. Um, I, I, I don't. I, any scenario where I have to, by default, root for a Bo Ryan team is just ludicrous. That's a terrible That's, scenario. Why would uh, anyone want to do that? I know. I mean, I, I appreciate that all of you guys are on board the Husky bandwagon as far as the WCHA nope. goes. Not at all. Nope. No, not in any way. Fuck us, yeah. dude. Shove it in your butt. Big fat lol, guys, huh? Well, let me ask. Let me ask you this too: Were you cheering for the Gophers in the tournament? Well, I always root for like you know juggernauts to uh, crush little guys. I'm I'm oh, big though. You You're a Duke fan. We know this. See, I've been oh, thinking yeah. about this, and here's the difference got- between Minnesota and Duke. The thing that everyone hates about Duke. We is- have more black people. <laughs> the thing that everyone hates about Duke is that they have a number of fans who have just jumped on the bandwagon because Duke wins. I, I knew somebody growing up who was a big Duke basketball fan because they just won and he liked, he liked cheering for a team that won. But there are literally no college hockey fans who are hangers-on like that, who are like, you know, I just wanted to get into college hockey and the Gophers won, so I started cheering for the Gophers. There are none. 
they're all people who are from Minnesota or have a connection to Minnesota. Completely unlike Duke or Michigan or the New York Yankees or the Miami Heat or whatever team you want to name. So my conclusion you is mean, that Gopher hockey, hockey is not like Duke basketball. That's your point. That's your point. <laughs> anyway. Say, Stu, let me ask you this. Yes. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would consider cheering for St. Cloud if every Husky fan, if you did win the championship, would agree that the next time St. Cloud played the Gophers, they would not go. They would not use some variation of the. Well, when's the last time you won a championship? Uh, rip. Uh, every Saint Cloud fan would have to agree to that. Then I would consider it. That's a very no. That's a very fair point. They wouldn't. They would never do that. So I don't totally. want them to win because I don't want that held over my head, and it will. I, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm totally sympathetic to that. I would do the same thing to them. So I expect the same thing back to me. So I'm not as much as I could give a shit about Quinnipiac. No, I, uh, no, I. <laughs> their surveys are very inaccurate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dana Russell no, would be insufferable if they won, right? Dana, Dana would be pretty excited. I gotta imagine if yeah, he's, won. He's pretty miffed. He, he has to work tomorrow night, and you can't watch the uh, playoff games. So he's pretty miffed about that. Does he? He's got to do a Pelissero show or what? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, uh, who's the guy who produces uh, Reavers is he's he's covering Reavers as his chef for it. him. So why can't he just watch while he does the radio show? I assume he might. That's uh, what I'm doing right now. I'm watching the Twins while we do this podcast. Oh, I've, I've got ET on for some reason. <laughs> Where are you going to watch the game, Stu? Um, probably at home. Piper's got dance, so I got to like you know zip back and forth, so I can't like sit down in a pub and watch it. So. What do you think the key is for St. Cloud State to win? Uh, basically, a hot, the hot goalie theory. That's my favorite thing. It's the hot goalie. <laughs> yeah, Lisa goalie. Who's St. Cloud exactly. State's goalie? Through LeBlanc. I think that's what they need. Who's playing goal for St. Cloud State tomorrow night? Uh, Jeff Gernstein. <laughs> Thank you, right. Go Huskies Woo expert, Randball Stew. <laughs> All right, so John, I'm sorry that none of us have anything to argue about you. Yeah, uh, no, you're ab- you're absolutely right, John, and we're everyone else is absolutely wrong. Well, this yep. discussion has become terrible. I was kind of yep. hoping that I could yell at somebody over the podcast. Oh no! It seems like every time Brandon has one of these, I one of these rants, somebody is willing to disagree with him. Well, yeah, because I say stupid shit, John. Yours is a very <laughs> regular rant. I need to come up with better rants. Yeah. <laughs> Need to be a better contrarian, bro. All right, let's move, like- on, let's move on to the Target Field Bleacher Suicide Watch. And first, let's go over to the Aaron Hicks Watch. Where are you guys at with Aaron Hicks at this point on the 6 to midnight scale? My, no longer, okay. It ain't midnight no more. It's flaccid. No longer yeah. registering. It's like I no. just got done swimming. <laughs> a lot of peanuts being smuggled. <sighs> you laid on the path. That's basically that he can't get around on the fastball right now. I think that's correct. Am I am I correct in that? He's well, his first strikeout yes. tonight was on a curveball, so he can't hit that either. Well, that's <laughs> he's got that going for him. Yeah. At this point, what do you do with Aaron Hicks? Do you send him back to AAA or do you just let him suffer? Let him I suffer. Love, that's the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, you gotta. This is what you're getting paid for: is to figure out if it's got, got to work his way through it. Or if he needs to go down there and gets his confidence back. I mean, that's, well, that's what Gardenhire is getting paid for, is to figure out if he needs to come up here and figure it out, or if he's so lost that he has to go back to Rochester and, you know. And what are your, and what are your choices? Right now your choices are Eric Macaroni, he can't play every day. We, we know that he's still hurt. His ankle is still hurting. So you, he can play, you know, a spot start like he did yesterday. Um, but he can't play every day. Um, so after that, it's Cleet Thomas. That's your. What about Joe Benson? Uh, or Joe Benson, which I think even more than Hicks, they want to really give Joe Benson time in AAA. Yeah. Um, that they they don't want to rush Joe Benson. That so really again, it's back to your two choices: Macaroni, he was hurt, so that's your next fallback is Cleet Thomas. So what would you rather have? Would you rather have Aaron Hicks try to figure it out or? Or do you want to start the Cleet Thomas era again? 
I don't want to Before. start the Cleet Thomas era again, so I'm sticking to the Because you want to talk about fucking strikeouts. Yeah. You can talk about strikeouts. You want to see some strikeouts. Cleet Thomas will bring you some fucking strikeouts. He loves strikeouts. I got I to say that there's still a chance that we could bring back Lou Ford. He's in the minors in Baltimore. Why don't we trade for him? You just want to bring God. other come on. Just shameless, John. That was. I'm just saying, Lou Ford is out there. He's available, and he's better than Cleet Thomas. <laughs> well, John, is, he, he's just saying his friend Lou Ford is out there. My close to... personal friend, Lou Ford, is available. <laughs> so, Terry Ryan, we know you're listening to the podcast. Don't pretend you're not. Dave St. Peter, we know you are, too. North Dakota sucks. Mm-hmm. Make bucks. the trade. Make the call. All right, is there anything that we can feel good about with the Twins so far? Correa's looked all right. Correa looked okay. I mean, Worley looked okay. Worley uh, is, uh, I like Worley. Bullpen, good. Perkins is fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, Perkins being good is really saving us all the uh, awkwardness of having to rip him when we all really like him. You know, yeah, exactly. it's real. I'm really, really thankful that he's not turning into like Jeff Gray because I don't know what we would do. Yeah. Oh, I'd, I'd rip him. I don't care. He's the East oh. Metro guy. We don't all like each other. Um, You'd the only guy who'll just tell it like it is. You know, just nobody, stand up to the man like that. Nobody holds it. more suburban grudges than Clarence Swampdown. <laughs> That's me. Yep. He hates yep. everyone in the South Metro. Everyone in the East Metro. How do you feel about the North Metro? Oh, oh fuck, don't get me started. Coon effing rapids. How about, the, how about the northeast metro, like White Bear Lake? White Bear Lake. Is that the place? Yeah, yeah. Is that? Yeah. You must have some that. sort of ally. That's where Tom no. Um, ally. No, no, pretty much no. a Lobo solo. Fucking, we don't need any of you. All right. The, the natural ally of the Rosemount graduate is a NASCAR fan in Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> um, well, you guys, you, you come, you take our oil from our refinery, and then you leave. We, we don't need any of you fuckers. Um, we take your jokes and all your shit. Um, we don't need you. We don't. I don't want your sympathy. I don't need your pity or your welfare. Um, you know, it, fuck, fuck all of you. Is this a quote from a country song? <laughs> yes. Are you that's just reading Blake, lyrics right now? Because that's, that's cheating. Blake Shelton's latest a single. Yeah, Buzz 102.9. Um, John, I don't know if there are any bright spots at all right now. Um, I think that in the minors, Arcia and Buxton and guys are doing well. Um, yep. After think, a week. Yeah, I think... Well, it's all after a week, right? Um, yeah. I don't... I mean, the weather will probably be nice on a few games this year that you can go to, and I know that? that they have. There's good beer at the, at the field. That's it, I think. Yeah. That's right. the end Seville. of it. Seville's across the street. They are they are 500. We need to point that out, which is something we thought they would not do all year after the first game. So. And even their losses have been exciting so far. So maybe they've just got that dramatic thing going all year. Willingham's hit some home runs. Mauer hit a dinger. Yeah, he's also okay. struck out like 13 times. Yeah, I give him some time. He'll be fine. Struck uh, out with the bases loaded again in this game. But like we talked about uh, in the last podcast, Florimone has had his casual errors and look like shit. Um, is he the one that looks like Anthony Randolph? I don't know who Anthony Randolph is. Is that the guy on ER? Yes, the... yes he That's is, a yes. That's a yes. Is that the guy it's on not... ER? <laughs> Timberwolves expert, Clarence Swampdown. <laughs> Who the hell are you talking about? Anthony Edwards? Yes. Yeah, Anthony Edwards. About. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the Wolves, Kevin Love out for the season now with a knee injury, which I got to say I didn't see coming. Do we have anything we can feel good about with the Wolves, or are we just waiting for them to not re-sign Pekovic and not re-sign Bodinger so we can all march on Target Center and burn down David Kahn's office? They're basically my favorite uh, Minnesota sports team, and even I don't want to talk about them anymore. All right. <laughs> That's fair. Will, will you be angry if Peck leaves? Because he's – I like – how the hell do you not like Peck? How can they make him leave, let him leave? Well, 
Um, yes, I'll be very angry. As I've said before, it's very difficult to have quality basketball players come to Minnesota. So if you've got one, you should try to keep them as much as you can. Um, so I think they'll do the right thing there. I think they'll sign him. Um, we'll see. Stu, I got a question for you. I'm here. Uh, you alluded to it on the Twitter. Um, how, how I asked Rand, and he fucking ducked the question, typical. How did Kevin Love break his hand? In reality, not knuckle push-ups. How did it really happen? Um, the rumor that I've heard is that he got in a fight about a girl and punched a wall or something dumb like that. And again, that's unconfirmed. It's will, just as will you making something up right now. Will you divulge your sources? <laughs> my sources, Royce, he said it on the radio. Oh, well, my- so you will, huh? Yeah. Well, I'm so, taking it and running with it. Okay. Exactly. I mean, he's been a columnist forever, so let's run with it. So. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, you know, it's it's just, I mean, honest to God, that makes more sense than knuckle push-ups, doesn't it? It yes. does. Have you ever tried to do a knuckle push-up? Why? Just do a regular one. They're not doing you much yeah, good. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes more sense. I mean, people have gotten hurt doing dumb stuff before. I mean, Francisco Luriano's on the disabled list for scaring his kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. The only way that, the only thing that makes me think it might be true, and believe me, I don't think it's true. The only um, argument Kevin Love has is it's such an awful lie, if it's a lie. Yep. Like, yeah. why? Why would you go there? There's so many other ways that you could break your hand If I was going to make up a lie, <laughs> I would make up a way better lie. No. Yeah, just go to the gym where there's, like, a punching bag and accidentally, like, punch the top of the whatever or miss and hit the wall and be like, well, that happened. People just saw it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or you just, like, you know, go, and... go, to the bas- go to the court, you know, do some jumpers and get really frustrated and punch the stanchion and accidentally say, oh, oh broke my arm, broke my arm, just like Al Cervix <laughs> did in Caddy Shack. It's broken. My arm, my arm, it's... That's all you got to do. Or you, you yeah, just I, fall on it. Try to get a rebound, fall over, and be like, I just broke my hand. Again, I mean, and for, for the record, I don't care how he broke it. I don't care. I do. At all. I, want it, I want the scandal. I want the controversy. <laughs> you, you want the scandal? That's, I do want the scandal and controversy, but I don't care the process, how it got there. I just It doesn't matter to, to me, but... But I mean, it's I don't want to. To the original point, I don't want to lose Pekovic. If that means we got to move Kevin Love, then I guess that means we got to move Kevin Love. But why would I mean, we have to I move Kevin Love to keep Pekovic? I, is it a money thing? Well, it's a money I thing, believe, but well, that, why is getting rid of your best player the solution? To, uh, we're not getting rid of Ricky Rubio. No, Kevin Love is better than Ricky Rubio. Well, just quit listening to Brandon. <laughs> I this is based on no numbers. This is based on last year. Oh, what I'm it. hearing what I'm hearing is you cannot afford Rubio, Pekovic, and Love. I think you can. But I'm hearing too. I think really? you can, and I think they should. Okay, but we'll see. Yeah. And at some point, won't we? Won't they be firing David Kahn and letting Flip take over? Isn't that the thing that's going to happen? Um, everything I've heard is that Kahn's safe for next year. So. Oh, he's done. He's yeah, he's 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 bad at his job, but he's apparently safe. So, well, it's nice that the Christian Ponder of the Timberwolves front office is still good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Ponder would have to do what he did, like in the middle of last year, for ten consecutive seasons for to be considered that. That's true. Uh, yeah, Ponder didn't do anything like Rubio, like draft oh, Rubio. Oh, oh, yeah, man, you just can't let it go. Nope. <laughs> well, all right, if we're not going to talk Timberwolves, what do we got left? I'm not talking Timberwolves. Uh, want to talk about St. Cloud State at all or not so much? Well, you don't even know who's playing goal. What are we going to do, break down the matchup? You know that. <laughs> so, yeah, I got nothing. I, I was just trying to think of something mean to say about Quinnipiac and, or Quinnipiac or whatever, and I got nothing. Where is Quinnipiac? Uh, let's say New York. It is New York. Where in New York? Uh, west, upstate. Is it in Buffalo? Yeah. Oh, it's upstate, John. That's it's upstate. Is what are you Buffalo like upstate? What, what, what is this? It's like an Inquisition. They're in New York, John. This is where in the world is Carmen San Diego? The podcast. It's not New York City. So Place it on the map. 
upstate New York somewhere. All right, we're going to say it's in upstate New York. I'm thinking it may be in Ohio, but I might be thinking of Finley. <laughs> uh, there's a role small kid that went out and played hockey for Quinnipiac. I'm pretty sure it's New York. I think, the, And the goalie, apparently, is one of us from Quinnipiac. So. White Bear Lake kid, yeah. He's yeah. a trader. Yeah, P-R-A-D-E-R. So. <laughs> yep. All right, Brandon, Wait. you want to give us your report on what Dallas is like now that you've been down there for a week and a half? Um, I would say that uh, I, my uh, computers are running out of batteries here, so if I lose you, I lose you. Um, you know, overall, Dallas is good, man. It's um, a little bit more spread out, and everything's a little bit better. That's what I would say. Huge market. Um, better? What do you mean? Like cleaner? Or what do you just, mean by better? Well, it's just, not going to snow a foot there, so it's definitely are, better. Weather's a little nicer. Roads are a little better. Malls are a little more well-kept. The chain restaurants are not as shitty as our chain restaurants. Uh, How the dare place you? With, the, place with, the restaurant with decent beer has a little bit better beer than there is uh, in Minnesota. Don't come back. You're not invited um, back. But I will say that... Um, I've just been sticking with this quote by a philosopher that I heard, and it's a little dense and hard to pick up, but I think if you think about it long and hard enough, it'll make sense. It's that every rose has its thorn. <laughs> but uh, have you heard that before? <laughs> I have. Yeah, American yeah. philosopher, poet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you think about it that way, um, you know, it's going to get to be like 115 degrees this summer. Yep. And uh, work's a little stressful. And, uh, you know, we're away from family and friends, so... That's the thorn, I would say. Um, but overall, the city of Dallas is, uh, uh, objectively speaking, it's a it's a better place to be. Good. Yeah. Aaron Hicks just got on base. Everybody. No. With oh, shit. Uh, well, he hit yeah, a pop- he hit a he hit a pop up which ended up hitting the Royal center fielder in the face. Roughly. <laughs> but he's on base. All right. Uh, the heel of his face, one of the two. So. And you wanted to get rid of him, John. Well, there you go. Yep. Now you he's on second base because he was hustling all the way to first. Just like Kirby yeah, Puckett. He's the new Kirby Puckett. <laughs> Sam's like, the bar aggressiveness. I've, I've got one minute on my computer, so I'm signing off, fellas. Uh, thanks, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. That's Love the end of the sport this week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.